Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilizing a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. And welcome to another episode of Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth show on 3CR. Megan with you today and once again coming to you remotely and appreciating how lucky we are to live in an age where we can make independent radio from the safety of our homes. I'd like to pay respects to elders, both past and present, on the Kulin Nations where 3CR is broadcasting today via 855am and to the elders of the land on which you're listening, which could be anywhere if you're tuned to 3cr.org.au slash streaming. Sending love and support to everyone feeling the effects of lockdown 2.0. Stay home, stick together, the tunnel may be long, but we will get there. Today on the show, I catch up with Chris Sharinga from Friends of the Earth affiliate Gecko, the Goongara Environment Centre, to celebrate National Tree Day, which occurred over the weekend. From bushfires, lawsuits and community tree sits, it has been a huge year for forests. Of course, much of that work has taken place through the movement and I'd like to acknowledge all the grassroots groups, environment orgs and individuals who have fought long and hard for decades. But what role has Gecko played in all this and how can people show their support? Chris is here to tell us all about it. That's coming up after this community service announcement. Goongaroo Environment Centre is a grassroots community organisation campaigning for East Gippsland's precious forests. For over 15 years, we've been using direct action, citizen science and community engagement to stop the continued logging of precious native forests and threatened species habitat. After this summer's terrible bushfires, there's an even greater urgency to protect what remains, and the Victorian government haven't ruled out plans to log the small fragments of unburnt forests and so-called salvage log in burnt areas. It's now so important that forests and wildlife are protected so they can recover. Head to gecko.org.au to keep updated with the latest news and to get involved. Gecko acknowledges the logging is happening on the stolen lands of the Gunnakurnai and Bidwell and Monaro people, and that sovereignty was never ceded. Community radio is your antidote to social isolation. Stay connected and listen to 3CR. 855 AM, 3CR digital and streaming and podcasting online at 3cr.org.au. And you're listening to Dirt Radio with Megan. Today on the show, we're talking all things forest to celebrate National Tree Day uh, with Chris from Gecko. Welcome back to Dirt Radio, Chris. Thanks for having me. So, first of all, um, how are you, Chris? Are you keeping safe and well? Yeah, yeah, really well. Um, I've had a few weeks off, so that's been that's been nice. Um, so, yeah, back into it now, which is exciting, and there's a lot going on in the forest space. So, yeah, very interesting times. 
Yeah, it really feels like there's uh, a lot going on. Despite this new world that we live in, the forest movement has been pumping. Yeah. Um, Can you tell us a few of the things, like just give us a quick overview of all of the things that has been happening in the forest space? Yep. Um, So there's a a landmark judgment that that was handed down for the Friends of Leadbeater's Possum Court case, which, um, yeah, delivered a scathing sort of review into Vic Forest practices and found that they have that their um, logging operations in in the Central Highlands um, were illegal in in coops that had been logged and also coops that are planned to be logged and that also um, it sort of puts into question the legality of their logging across Victoria in threatened species habitat so that was really exciting result and yeah, after so much work from Environmental Justice Australia and Friends of Letty, it's, it's really an incredible result. Um, and then also um, Bunnings' announcement a few weeks back uh, to not sell uh, timber from Victoria's native forest anymore. Really, really exciting as well. Um, yeah, so there's a lot going on, yeah. Yeah, and actually last time last time we had forests on the show, we were speaking with the Leadbeater's Possum about that court case. So um, was the Bunnings' decision to pull out of using Vic Forest in their supply chain, was that as a direct result of that court case? Yeah, certainly. I think the writing was on the wall um, for for Vic Forest for years. I think that there's been a lot of um, continuous campaigning from environment groups to, for Bunnings to rule out uh, selling native forest, uh, timber from native forests, uh, and that's due to... Um, Vic Forest being unable to to certify their timber under the gold standard of Forest Forest Stewardship Council certification. So, and there was was a commitment that they would wouldn't be stocking wood that didn't have FSC certification by the end of this year. Um, and then, as a result of the federal court case, it sort of has pushed them to really bring bring forward that date because they have a they have a, pol- a current policy not to sell illegally sourced timber. So. Yeah, it certainly, um, certainly was the push or the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of, yeah, Bunnings finally ruling out um, selling, selling timber from native forests. It's, it's really, really great. And hopefully, um, you know, they, they follow, follow that by ruling out native, native timber from, from other states like Tasmania, New South Wales, Queensland, WA, because, yeah, I think in, in the current, current, Current state, it's just not sustainable to to be stocking and selling wood from from native forests anymore. Mm. Right, of course. I mean, as a Victorian, I just completely forgot that stopping the sale of native timber was broader than what Vic Forests was doing. Um, yeah. yeah. So so Bunnings has pulled out of Vic Forest, but there is. Like, is there illegal or unsustainable logging happening more broadly that Bunnings is still using in their stores? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that they have made commitments not to sell uh, wood from Tasmania either. Highly contentious, they still log rainforest, old growth, really, really, um, really unsustainable and quite uh, shocking, yeah. Uh, shocking practices there as well and, and across um, other other parts of Australia. So I think um, really these large companies that are selling selling this timber I think are moving away from from really 
contentious and controversial sources, uh, which is really good to see that there are commitments sort of, yeah, nationally. It is absolutely great to see. And can you talk a bit more about the work that has happened um, in pushing these big supply chain or these big stores to make those commitments? Mm. Yeah, I mean, lots of um, lots of joint letters from environment groups have have gone out recently. Um, there was a letter that went to Nippon Paper Giant um, from. I think it was over 30 environment groups from all across Australia and also internationally um, pushing for Nippon Paper to pull out of, of native forest logging because they have a direct stake, stake in, in the logging that happens in Victoria. And they've recently, Nippon have recently bought a giant um, paper and packaging company called Aurora and now it's all going under a new, new company called Opal. Um, and so... Yeah, it's interesting now. There's it's sort of changed changed the space a little bit because it's not it's no longer the wood chips uh, from from our forests are no longer going to paper. They're going to cardboard and packaging products, um, and so Nippon really has been for years driving logging in Victoria and threat and threatened species extinction. And um, so it's really really important that massive that these massive corporations really pull out. Um, and I think that, you know, there's just no, there's no want or want from the Victorian public to be buying any products that are going to be contributing to threatened species decline that are being illegally logged. It's just a very unethical, uh, contentious sort of space. Uh, and so the market's really, like Bunnings is really leading the way and we're just hoping that other other co- companies follow suit. Mm. And, you know, like... Can you talk a little bit about what the alternatives are to native forest logging? Like where could they be getting these, um, you know, like the, the base materials for the products that they're making for cardboard and packaging and things? Like yeah. uh, what are the alternatives to native forest logging? Um, well, as, as, as part of the government's sort of 2030 transition plan, uh, it's about moving all of um, all logging into plantations. So part of their plan is actually assisting Australian paper and other company and, and companies owned by Nippon to transition to just 100% plantation-based um, products. So at the moment, we actually export whole whole logs or whole, whole plantation logs. And so we actually have the supplies to meet those, to, to meet the needs. Um, and so that's why it's so appalling that native forests are continue, uh, continuing to be logged when there is an alternative um, and there's actually enough to sort of supply the industry. So, yeah, there's absolutely no reason to continue native forest logging essentially. Right. And uh, before we move off the uh, the Bunnings topic, there was also last week I saw that the unions took an action. Do you want to talk about the tension that this is creating within um, within the union movement, yeah, yeah. So the CFMEU have sort of launched launched a campaign, sort of attacking Bunnings and really, um, you know, sh- shifting the blame um, onto onto Bunnings for ruling out uh, selling selling native native forests, um, timber source from native forests, and when really we 
the focus should really be on the government and also Vic Forest. I mean, they've they've broken the law. It's clear that the issue isn't with isn't with Bunnings. They've sort of been forced to do this because because of the legality, the questionable uh, legality of 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 the source the source of the timber. So, um, yeah, it's very interesting, sort of watching the CFMEU attack attack Bunnings when really I, I think that the fight should be going to Vic Forest. I mean. They're the ones that are operating in this illegal, in illegal way. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an it's an interesting, interesting way to address a problem. Really, the CFMEU has a responsibility to the workers, and the workers, I mean, you know, they're not in secure or sustainable employment. Um, and so, I really think that the that the unions should be lobbying the government to actually bring forward the transition and, and provide a, um, a sustainable jobs, secure jobs for, for, the, for these workers, yeah. Mm, absolutely, and especially at a time when we are in such uncertain economic, you know, the economics are so uncertain and there are going to be lots of big job packages and government supports going to transition industries, you know. Like, mm, yeah like incorporating um, the end to native forest logging you'd think is, should be a really natural part of that. So Yeah, absolutely. So um, tell me what else uh, Gecko has been up to. Over the last few months we've been campaigning really, really hard so that logging for, for logging to not start up again in East Gippsland given the, bush, the impact of the bushfires uh, and then also the threats that, that logging, the direct threat that logging has on on threatened species, bushfire affected threatened species like the greater glider and long-footed potteroo. Unfortunately, the government has started uh, their salvage logging operation in East Gippsland, which we're extremely concerned about given the known um, uh, devastating impacts that it has on forest recovery. Uh, so that's really what we're what we're trying to focus on at the moment. And the government a few weeks back uh, released like a mini timber release plan, which um, it's sort of a plan that comes out on a yearly basis that just uh, shows all the areas that are that are going to be scheduled for logging. Uh, and they released a mini sort of a mini one just for salvage logging. And it's really disappointing to see that that's that that's happened and that's going to be going ahead. Um, given the impacts of the bushfires, it's still it's still not really quite unknown about the impacts to threatened species um, and threatened flora and fauna. So, yeah, it's we're pretty we're pretty appalled by the response from the government in terms of um, yeah pushing forward to for those salving logging operations to go ahead. Yeah, like obviously the bushfires had such a deep impact on East Gippsland. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, with the times, it it has kind of been forgotten how big that impact was. Yeah. Like, do we do we know how much area? Like, do you know how what the area that is earmarked for salvage logging is? Um, it's over three thousand five hundred hectares. Yeah, that that they're planning on logging, um, and the impacts of the bushfires. I think um, it impacted over fifty percent. Of, of the areas that were like scheduled to be logged prior to the bushfires so yeah it's a, it's a phenomenal amount of amount of forest that, that has burned and also the government has um, 
the state government has has made a, a commitment with the federal government to conduct a review. Uh, it's called a major event review into the into the impacts of the bushfires and sort of how that's going to inform um, inform policies and um, go, going forward in terms of the industry. But the prob- the issue with with this review is that it's non binding. It's sort of recommendations. It's being and the the federal government is really dragging their heels. Um, and so we just think it's really appalling that the state government is approving logging before that that's that major event review can happen and they're sort of just going in to really just grab as much as they can um that sort of appears appears like to us so yeah we're pretty um disappointed with what's going on in east gippsland at the moment yeah Mm. and uh, like just to remind us like like I know there was a big story come out a, a month or two ago about salvage logging and the impact that it has on native species. But, mm. like, can, can you remind us, you know, like how big that impact is and, you yeah. know, what the ecologists were saying? Yeah, yeah. So ecologists saying um, say that it's one of the worst forms of logging. logging. It's so impactful. Uh, in an, When an area is subject to wildfire, it loses a lot of critical understory species, so the the soil is really exposed um, and waterways are really affected as well from sedimentation and that sort of thing. So when you're bringing in heavy machinery into into those already really vulnerable places and sort of churning up that recovering soil, it's really, really damaging for waterways, really, really damaging for recovering understory species and also... Um, it's not as if these forests are, are, are dead or gone. Like they're they're recovering and they're still living forests and animals still use those forests for, for um, like ground dwelling species will use um, will use recovering understory to to hide from predators and predation um, and even even hollow bearing trees they still provide habitat for threatened species. So to go in there and log those areas when so many um, so many areas of forest were so badly impacted uh yeah it's just it's just the worst thing you could do yeah Mm, it really is and so you know for people listening especially people in lockdown um that might want to connect with community and you know support or stay stay up to date with the good work that is happening you know what's coming up for gecko and how can people get involved Mm. Um, well, cert- yeah, certainly with um, with COVID times, uh, it's it's really difficult to to be on the ground. We usually run citizen science camps and things like that, and we were hoping to run one at the end of the year, but it seems like that might not happen. It's sort of yeah, it's such a strange a strange time. But when restrictions do do ease up and things sort of seem like it's okay to be gathering again and it's safe to do that, then we're hoping to run a survey camp um, to survey some of those. Uh, the remaining unburnt areas for threatened species um, and also going into areas that were really heavily impacted and just assessing the damage and things like that. So that'll be really, really important once we're able to do that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I always say it like always con- like contacting ministers, contacting the Premier, it's just worth so, yeah, it's so important. It's so important that the government's really aware that Victorians don't want to see their their forests logged for paper and how important forest protection is especially after the bushfires it's just so critical um and even even um 
just sending a message to Bunnings and saying, you know, thank you so much for making this decision. It's so important. And then encouraging them to to move uh, on doing the same in other states. Yeah, really, really important. Yeah, great. And are there any links on the Gecko webpage that can help people do that? Yeah, yeah. So we've got a like a take action um, uh, uh, email action that people that people can do on our website at gecko.org.au, and we regularly post stuff on our Facebook as well. Um, yeah, and we've also got an email subscription, and we usually send out emails asking people to um, to, to take action and help out. So yeah they're good ways to, to stay updated and get involved. Great. I am on that emailing list as I am on many and I must say the Gecko emos emails are one of my favourites. So <laughs> um, I recommend everyone just sign up to follow the good work that Gecko is doing. So um, that's just about all we have time for, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us on Dirt Radio. Thank you so much for having me. Right. We'll be back just after this. Friends of the Earth Food Co-op is open. Get fresh produce and support local farmers and keep our grassroots community thriving through these unusual times. Organic veggie boxes and click and collect now available. Visit www.foefood.org slash click collect to place your orders. Or pop in store at 312 Smith Street and see how we're adapting with our new physical distancing layout. Shop organic and buy local. Made easy at Friends of the Earth. A proud 3CR supporter. You're back on Dirt Radio on 3CR. If you're just tuning in now, I caught up with Chris Sharinga from the Goongara Environment Centre about salvage logging, lawsuits and how Bunnings has announced they will no longer accept thick forests timber in their supply chain. If you missed it or want to catch up on the conversation, you can do that at 3cr.org.au slash dirtradio. It is, of course, a very hard time for people in Melbourne. And if you enjoyed this show or want to connect with more community stories, Dirt Radio co-host M. Gafer and I produced a history series. I'll put the link to the forest episode in the show notes. All our history shows are hosted at 3cr.org.au slash acting up. But as the series wrapped up in February, all uh, the episodes are a pretty long way down the pod feed. So just scroll on down if you want to find them and check out a more recent Acting Up episode on your way down. Reminder that the Friends of the Earth Food Co-op is still open. Come in and get your organic bulk foods, support local growers and of course Friends of the Earth by dropping into 312 Smith Street or order online at foefood.org. And if you're looking for connection during this time, lots of our campaigns have moved online. Check out the Friends of the Earth Melbourne Facebook page for meeting times and online events, such as Emergency Meeting, Securing the Victorian Climate Targets. Victorian's emissions reductions targets were meant to be announced uh, on Thursday this week, but 
Uh, last Friday, the 31st of July, the state government announced a delay to this decision. When it comes to climate policy, it's essential that the government gets it right. So join us on Thursday at 6pm uh, via Zoom and uh, check out actonclimate.org.au slash emergency underscore meeting for more information and to RSVP for the link. Also coming up is a forum about fighting for a green COVID-19 recovery. That's on uh, next Tuesday, August the 11th at 6.30 via Zoom. For more information about any of those, check out the Friends of the Earth Melbourne Facebook page and get in touch via our website. Speaking of getting in touch, our song today comes from one of our listeners who made contact through the website. Thanks to Peter Vitavalu. This one's called Fight for the Trees. We'll see you next time.
gotta fight for the trees Way up high on Capitol Hill A big house stands With red and green chambers on Gunner Wall land. Our so called leaders riding high in their big charade. They let power plays and politics always win the day. They can dodge and weave and double speak as much as they please. But when will they face the fact we can't live without the trees? We can't live without the trees We can't live without the trees We can't live without the trees Sing with me Fight for the trees. Walk among the trees. Miracles of green. Walk among the trees. Our futures in their leaves. Walk among the trees. Feel their presence. Walk among the trees